Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Sing and rejoice, O daughter Zion. See, I am coming to dwell among you, says the Lord. Many nations shall join themselves to the Lord on that day, and they shall be his people, and he will dwell among you. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. The Lord will possess Judah as his portion in the Holy Land, and he will again choose Jerusalem. Silence all mankind in the presence of the Lord, for he stirs forth from his holy dwelling. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are the highest honor of our race. You are the highest honor of our race. Blessed are you, daughter, by the Most High God, above all the women on earth. And blessed be the Lord God, the Creator of heaven and earth. You are the highest honor of our race. Your deed of hope will never be forgotten by those who tell of the might of God. You are the highest honor of our race. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Blessed are you, Holy Virgin Mary, deserving of all praise. From you rose the Son of Justice, Christ our God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there are not very many Gospel passages that have words that are repeated more frequently every day by the church than this one. Words that we use in the Hail Mary, uttered countless times every day from every corner of the earth, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Every day Christians are blessing the fruit of the womb, blessing the unborn child who is our Redeemer. 
And furthermore, those first words of the hymn of praise from Mary called the Magnificat, my soul proclaims, that's the word in Latin, magnificat, anima mea, my soul magnifies, proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Those are recited every single evening, again, from every corner of the earth, in the evening prayer of the liturgy of the hours of the church. And rightly so, because these are words from the very heart of salvation history. God saves us through the fruit of the womb. God comes to dwell among us in the womb. Did you ever reflect on the fact that the first tabernacle is a womb? The first place Jesus decided to go as a human being was to a womb. He dwelt among us human beings by dwelling in the womb of the Virgin Mary. God saves us through the womb. He saves us through this pregnancy and childbirth of Jesus Christ. And this, of course, is tied in with Our Lady of Guadalupe, We reflected the other day on the Feast of Juan Diego on December 9th that this saint received a sign on his work apron, his tilma. He was asked to gather roses when Mary appeared to him, roses in winter. And when he unveiled the roses for the local bishop who wanted a sign, because Juan Diego was telling him that Mary said build a church on this Tepeyac Hill, there on the tilma was this image that to this day goes around the world, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe praying and carrying the unborn Jesus. There's a lot of symbolism on the image. I'm sure many of you have read about it and heard about it and studied it. All that symbolism tells the story of a God who, like this first reading from Zechariah says, is coming to dwell among us. And this dwelling among us is Advent, is Christmas, is the Gospel. He shall be called Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. And then you go to the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation. He will dwell with them forever. He dwells within us too. Jesus said, the Father and I will come to you and make our dwelling in you. This dwelling of God in Mary is just the beginning. He dwells in us. His dwelling in the tabernacle was also reflected in his dwelling in us. In fact, that very physical presence of Jesus in the Eucharist also comes into us in the sacrament. On the other side of the coin, we see that when the devil attacks humanity, he attacks the unborn child. He attacks the newborn child. That great image, it's also an option for today's readings. Revelation 12 of the woman who is about to give birth. So a marvelous thing is about to happen. And she is obviously Mary, the mother of God. Standing there is the devil ready to devour the child. In our day, he doesn't even wait. 
devours the child while the child is still in the womb. Abortion is sacrifice to demons. Not that those who are doing it are thinking in that way, but the devil is thinking that way. He stands there ready to devour the child. We saw Pharaoh dis- dis- killing the, the, the boys born among the Hebrew uh, peoples. And then we saw, of course, Herod killing all the, the infants in Bethlehem at the time of the birth of Jesus because he felt threatened by the news of a newborn king. The devil hates children. The devil hates pregnancy. The devil hates childbirth. The devil hates the womb. God loves the womb. God dwells in the womb. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mary carrying God in her womb. That's why she's the patroness of the unborn child. And every child represents Christ. You know when Jesus says, whatsoever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did to me. So if that's true about visiting or not visiting someone in prison, if that's true about tending to or not tending to someone who's sick, if that's true about giving or not giving food to the hungry and drink to the thirsty, how can it not be also true of saving or killing the unborn child? What we do to the unborn child, we are doing to the unborn Christ. St. John Paul II said in the Gospel of Life encyclical, a rejection of any single human life is a rejection of Christ. An attack on a human life is an attack on God. And God puts us in this life as in a womb for eternal life. We all made the journey through the womb. That was the only world we knew for nine months. And then went through what must have been, we don't remember it, but must have been a scary experience uh, of birth because we didn't, we never saw what was on the other side. We didn't know what was going to happen. When that amniotic fluid started draining out and we started coming out of the womb, what did we know about what was happening or whether we would survive it? And yet that was birth. We celebrated every year when we celebrate our birthday. It's a cause of joy. Now we are in a womb unto eternal life. Just like analogous to our journey in our mother's womb, we have the same life that we will have then. We already start sharing eternal life now. He's dwelling in us now. And yet it hasn't flowered to its fullness just as human life hasn't flowered to its fullness until it comes out of the womb, it's still equally human, equal in dignity and rights, but still has to grow a lot. So we have to grow a lot to the fullness of eternal life, and we have to exit the womb at death, and that too is scary because we've never been on the other side of it, and yet we have the greatest faith and confidence that just as birth is an equally scary kind of exit, equally going into a place where we've never been, we have that confidence in God that that will be nothing other than the full flowering of life. I have seen and been with 
the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe as it has impacted people in front of abortion facilities. In fact, the very person who was the owner of the abortion facility that sued against the state of Mississippi and it ended up becoming the Dobbs case that reversed Roe versus Wade, that abortion facility owner saw the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe many years ago when I brought that image in front of an abortion mill in Alabama. She came up to that image of Our Lady and touched that image and said, oh, how beautiful she is. Little did we know standing there that day that although that woman would still be in favor of abortion, that God would in his own way use her for the ultimate reversal of Roe versus Wade. Our Lady of Guadalupe ended the practice of human sacrifice and converted nine million Aztecs to Christ without human missionaries because that image is so powerful. Go to her today. Rejoice in that image. Rejoice in her patronage of the unborn and let it inspire and, and ignite the flame of your love for these unborn children and your efforts to defend them. Let us hasten in Advent hope to the fullness of life in Christ. Mary, Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the unborn, pray for us. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.